hit me again, Ike, and put some steak on it. And then he's like, but no, she's beyond Thunderdome. And he like points <laughs> out, you know. <laughs> Welcome to the Greatest Lists Podcast, a show about music and lists. This season, your hosts, Jason and Eric, are counting down the top 50 movie soundtrack songs from the 80s. Think your favorite made the list? Tune in and find out. Take it away, boys. Welcome back to the Greatest Lists, a music and talk podcast featuring lists of the greatest songs of all time. I am Eric, your host for this episode, and joining me as always is my co-host, Jason. How's it going, Jason? I am going very well. <laughs> I think right. this list is going very well. I think it is too, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so we're continuing our list of the top 50 1980s movie soundtrack songs. Um, and as we've been saying the past couple episodes, we're finally into, this, into the songs that everybody recognizes. Mm-hmm. Um, and this week's, this week's song will not be any different. The number 43 song on our list uh, is We Don't Need Another Hero by the incomparable Tina Turner from the Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome soundtrack. By the numbers. This song was released in July of 85. And it peaked at number two on the charts in September of that year. And it was held out of the number one spot by a song we talked about a couple of weeks ago, John Parr's Man in Motion. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So uh, it was written by Terry Britton and Graham Lyle, who uh, also wrote Tina's hit, What's Love Got to Do With It? Okay. Yeah. That makes Um, sense. Yeah. So there was... um, there. This soundtrack was kind of like uh, the... I guess the Man in Motion soundtrack was this way too. There was several uh like score songs from the score and then a couple mm-hmm. of performance tracks uh there were just two performance tracks on this soundtrack and they're both by tina turner um there is this one and then the one that plays at the beginning called uh one of the living okay uh, but this song was also released as a seven inch and a 12 inch single and uh, actually the the 12 inch single is actually on uh spotify nice okay yeah, i gotta listen so. to that so uh it received a golden globe nomination for Best Original Song and a Grammy nomination for Best Female Pop Vocal Performance in 1986. Okay. I don't yeah. know a lot of Tina history. I mean, mm. like I alluded to last episode, it's only been in the last probably decade that I've gone back and really listened to some of her albums, full yeah. albums, and yeah. uh, more than just her singles. So uh, really appreciate her music. Uh, love her duet with Brian Adams. Yes. And... Just a very, very powerful voice, which I'm sure we'll get into here. But yep, I'll talk about um, that when we get when we get a little further in this show. Most of this is new info to me. Let's get personal. So I actually saw uh, uh, Beyond Thunderdome in the theater multiple times, Mm -hmm. Um, and and I actually (laughs) there's there's about three lines from the movie that I quote on a regular basis still. Uh, So. I've, I've, you know, I've watched it multiple times, even, you know, on video and mm-hmm. DVD. So I love this song and I love the other song that she does on the soundtrack. Cause I just love shamelessly love Tina Turner. <laughs> um, but, uh, I don't really have, like, I don't have like an actual history with the song, but I just remember, uh, just listening to it because I saw the, I watched the movie in yeah. the theater multiple times and I watched it over and over again. I'm, I remember when I was a freshman in college, for some reason we got on a Mad Max kick and we watched uh, the movies like 
on a regular basis for about a month. I don't know why we did that. Probably <laughs> to, to avoid homework or something. But uh, yeah, I've seen the movie you know, quite a few times, and uh, and it the, the song actually plays over the ending credits, so you don't get to, you don't get thinking. to hear yeah. it, you don't get to hear it in the in the movie. But uh, but yeah. So anyway, what's your what's your history? You, I think you just told us what your history was. There's no history. Well, with but, the uh, with the movie, I actually remember watching it on uh, probably HBO at a friend's house, yeah. and it was kind of weird to me. You know, years later, I would kind of relate it more to like Waterworld. You know, it's that kind of post-apocalyptic dystopian setting. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, just was more mind-blowing than me trying to figure out what was going on here you know the world is destroyed and all this and (laughs) i don't remember watching any of the other mad max films up to that point so this probably pushed me into going back to watch like road warrior and and you know the original mad max and i it's movies i have not watched much of over the years so yeah I've watched I, uh, them. It just hasn't been uh, hasn't been a lot. I had actually seen the first, like the Road Warrior, um, before I saw this, but I didn't. I did not know there was a, a second part. So mm-hmm. there was a kind of a jump between the two movies, and so I yeah. can watch it after that. But um, out of the four, including the new one that came out several years ago, uh, this is probably my favorite. Yeah, I have still haven't yet to watch the. It's not uh, Fury Road. You don't need to watch it. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> the breakdown so as i just said uh thunderdome is probably my favorite of the mad max movies and i still like i said i quote movie i mm-hmm. quote i quote lines from it but uh probably my favorite part of the song is tina turner's voice i'm i've i have been for forever a huge tina turner fan i could listen to her sing a phone mm-hmm. book it, i mean just to hear her <laughs> sing is just, you know I'll, I'll listen to anything um but aside from her voice um Probably my favorite part of the song is the choir that comes in at the end, the children's choir that comes in at the end. Of the song. Yes, yes. Yeah, there's you know there's not just a whole lot to it musically. I mean you know it's, it's it's there, but it's it's what it's her voice and the choir that make that song. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's probably my favorite. That choir when it c- comes in, kind of it's it's kind of I don't want to say eerie. It just sounds kind of. Uh, it just it just it just adds something to the song. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I was. Uh, listening to the song in my headphones uh, at the kitchen table my wife was across from me and she could hear the song <laughs> through my headphones I was blaring it and so we got back and forth and I said, I'm breaking down the song and the beginning I said sounds kind of like yacht rock I mean it's yeah. it's yeah. very boop, 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 boop. Yeah. you know it has that little pipe instrument or keyboard yeah. effect or whatever that repeats and she looked at me what's yacht rock you know and I oh, had to explain wow. I had to explain what that whole thing is, but nice. the bass line again is huge, and the electric guitar is mainly rhythmic throughout the song. And she's singing so low; she's almost whispering the lyrics when she starts yeah. off. And it's she's very... got a great range. I mean, for oh yeah, yeah, for the kind of music she sings, she has just this huge range. It can go really deep, and then she, like uh, the song you mentioned earlier, her duet with Brian Adams, it, she yeah. gets up there and has control over it all the time. But it's very deceptive almost because it's yeah. so kind of soothing at first and then the beat drops and then she just, well, we don't need, yeah. you know. And, yeah. 
you get those great drum fills after each lyric too if you notice those yeah the, uh, the, the, mainly in the second the verse i think yeah, yeah. But then it go, or maybe it is the first verse because it does go back to kind of that yacht rock sound. And <laughs> yacht rock. the second time it really builds, you're getting more guitar licks, and then she just stretches out the vocal so yeah. much. Yeah. And starts singing her higher range. And then you get her screaming, Oh, the children say. Yeah. And, you know, she makes, I mean, that, that, like I said, there, you know, there's the music's good. There's nothing that like, just blows you away about it. But uh -huh. her voice is what makes that song. Yeah, well, and you gotta, you gotta mention Tim Capello here because you know her saxophonist. Uh, well, yeah, that's true. Th that sax solo is really fun in this yeah. one too, and yeah. it's got a, it's got some funky licks in it himself with the. Uh, it does, have, yeah. That, uh, I, I don't, I didn't even the, think about that. But that yeah, real kind of low trilling sound that drops. Yeah. I think when she comes back in. Uh, but like you, I love it when the the kids choir comes in at the end and. Right. There's this great cold ending. You get a couple power chords in that wind sound effect, you know, that just kind of drifts off. But uh, so, it's so just back and forth. It's crazy. And it's a great video. I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did watch that. Yeah. Um, I, I read I read a note about it. Um, it, it has, I mean, it's, it's, it's been a while, but um, the original outfit they had Tina dressed in wasn't what's in the video they put her in this okay. outfit and she looked at herself in the mirror and said oh no this is not <laughs> going to work she said she said uh i can't remember her name in the movie auntie i can't remember what she mm -hmm. she, just, she says auntie's more of a badass than this <laughs> and she picked out the the outfit that she's wearing in the in, in, in the video yeah i mean so. it's pretty simple it's you know her i would call it full thunderdome you know yeah, right there it is and I mean, it is full thunderdome she's outfit. she's on that lighted pedestal just showing yeah. off those gams yeah. and and i think this, the, i think the original outfit they had her in she was like wearing these like big boots and they, you know, they had her <laughs> covered up and she was like oh. no no if it's tina you gotta Ant show the said, legs oh, anti-entity anti she said anti-entity is more of a badass than this uh -huh. she, she picked out that outfit so and then the kids, they all come in around the pedestal yeah. towards the end of the song. It's a fun yeah. video. Pretty yeah. basic, but it's still it's still fun. Yeah. You get so, the uh, the movie uh, the scenes the movie. Yeah. flashing in the background too. So, yeah. so let me get this straight. You said that you did you were you didn't have a whole lot of uh, background on Tina's music until recently, mm -mm. but you know her saxophone's saxophone player's name. Yeah, everybody knows Tim Capella with all the muscles. I mean. You know he's in uh <laughs> what is it the he's the lost boys, lost boys and yeah, yeah. and he's in a lost uh, boys. this i mean this is just over the last <laughs> just, several years I just found watching her music videos he's you know and he was touring with her for a long time yeah so yeah everybody knows tim capello man did, he's the only <laughs> like wrestler saxophonist on the planet wrestler saxophonist <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I just yeah. thought that was funny that you didn't really know a lot about Tina Turner, but you knew her dang yeah. saxophone players. Name. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so We Don't Need Another Hero is number 43 on our list of top 50 80s soundtracks movie songs. Um, and we mentioned it earlier a couple of times, but uh, the bonus song this week, since I love Tina's voice so much, is her duet with Brian Adams called It's Only Love. I'm going to add that onto the end of nice. the show as well. It's one of my favorite, um, not just favorite 80s songs, but favorite duets from the 80s. Um, yeah, they, yeah. 
they both have great voices but they really shine um in that song so we might need to do a, a duet list hey, on this uh, i don't know that i can think of 50 but uh i can think of oh i could yeah there's a there's a lot out there that i really love well, of course but... you could i mean you knew tina turner's saxophone player <laughs> <laughs> well one of the uh just a quick little side note one of my or probably the all-time most viewed post on my rediscover the 80s site is a playlist of uh the top i don't know maybe it was like 20 duets from the 80s oh. so i'm so very you've already got a list to that built. yeah you've already got a list for somewhat that. somewhat of yeah. a list yeah right so we'll play um <laughs> those two songs at the end of the show if you have spotify premium and you tune in you will hear both songs and in their entirety if you're a spotify free user you'll hear snippets that'll make you want to go out and find the songs um but not to worry if you're not a spotify user as usual we'll have our song whip links in the show notes you can go find this music on your favorite music app um so after you listen to them give us your thoughts on social media he is rd80s on twitter and i am at eric underscore vardaman so uh, drop us a line let us know what you think next week jason will be back in command and mm-hmm. uh, I, I can't remember what the song is going to be oh you will lo- it's uh, one of the most nostalgic songs on this entire list is coming next week i cannot um, wait to talk about it i can't think of what it would be but i mean hey at least at least you know <laughs> uh, practice your arm wrestling this week okay oh no is it really I know what I already know what song it is. Okay, I got you. Right. Well, thanks for listening to the greatest lists, and we look forward to continuing our countdown next time. You've been listening to the greatest lists.